0: When I talk about being a witch and being magic, part of that is how do we release those blocks? How do we reintegrate the parts of us that we've lost and the parts of us that we have been ashamed of, the parts of us that we've hidden in the shadows so that we have our full power to put towards our business, our mission and our purpose on the planet. struggles that you're going through are actually the the deepest lessons you'll have in your life like to mark this time as the learning because the skills that you're learning going through those struggles it's like you have to go through the fire and those are the skills that you're gonna use to serve your people in the future
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Powering Up, our cross-generational podcast about gender, leadership, and power. I'm Ann Doyle, author of Powering Up, How America's Women Achievers Become Leaders. And for those of you who've been listening for a while, you know that my longtime co-host who helped me launch Powering Up about a year and a half ago, uh, Monica Doyle, Uh, has completed her commitment to the podcast. Um, So she's moving on to other projects, and in a couple of weeks, I'm going to have a new co-host. But in the meantime, I'm very excited to have a very, very special guest co-host with me. Welcome.
2: And I'm Mary Doyle, joining the Powering Up podcast for the first time. And I'm calling in from my living room in Gainesville, Florida, where I live with my cats on five acres of land where I'm practicing some experimental permaculture urban homesteading. Wow, I'm also <laughs> that's another podcast itself. Yeah, I, I condensed it into a few words, but um, that sums it up a little bit. Um, I'm also a mother, a former midwife, and uh, have a long career as a, as a uh, I don't really have the language for this either, but I just put queer road punk, um, okay. <laughs> All righty. In my, you know, former life, I also love writing and cooking and playing music and I'm Anne's Elvis niece.
1: That's right. The first of uh, 17 Wow. Incredible wow. nieces and nephews that I have in my big family. Um, so it's really fantastic for you to join me, Mary. And I knew that you would love this topic today. And you also know that one of my goals for this podcast has always been to have uh, different generational perspectives. And, um, and, and I also just thought of you immediately because I knew that um, you would uh, have really interesting questions. And um, listeners, we thought that we would introduce Julie Fouch, uh, our guest, by quoting her with a few of the questions that she poses on her really interesting website. So I'm going to begin with the first one. Are you a woman entrepreneur, a coach, healer, teacher, who knows in your heart you are meant to stand on world stages?
2: Mary. And here's another one. Do you know you are here to make a difference for people, but frustrated because you can't do it if you aren't making enough money with your business?
1: Are you ready to come out of the closet with marketing that is so compelling that your perfect clients awaken
2: to your magic and clamor to work with you? If you said yes to any of those questions and want to rock your profits the feminine way, then you'll want to listen to the hard-earned wisdom of our guest today, business and life coach Julie Fouch, who is joining us from the Monterey Peninsula in California.
1: So welcome, Julie. Uh, we're so happy you're here. <laughs> Thank you. I'm really excited to get to talk to you. All right. Well, let's go. You know, you describe yourself on your website as a kick-ass marketing coach who is also a bit of a witch. So we thought that would be a great place to start. Explain what you mean by that.
0: Yeah. Um, and and that website was written a while ago, so I would take out the a bit of a. <laughs> <laughs> okay where are we going with that more of a or less yeah more of a which. um i really great. in my coaching and in my the way i work with my clients we take on like how are you going to market in the what i call the solid world the physical world but we start in this place of connecting with source connecting with spirit in that there's a great deal of magic that happens Words, now here's why we call it spelling, because words are magic. So if you can put the words together, the right words, in the right way, so that they catch the ear of the people that you're meant to serve, then marketing becomes magical. It happens magnetically. People come to you um, and say, I want to talk about working with you. And it leaves you a choice at that point to say, "All right, let's see if I'm right for you," and and you get to choose your clients rather than you going, "Oh, I hope somebody hires me today. Please, 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 please be my client," which yeah. is and um, I work with energy and I work with words to 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 weave the spells. I also do a lot of work with clients on removing the blocks. There are things that bubble up inside that will stop you. There's unconscious beliefs. There's ancestral beliefs. There's past life things that will come up and stop you. And no matter how good your marketing plan is or your strategy in the physical world, if that stuff is coming up from inside and stopping you, then um, you're not going to have success. It's, It's just a block. And so when I talk about being a witch and being magic, part of that is how do we release those blocks? How do we reintegrate the parts of us that we've lost and the parts of us that we have been ashamed of, the parts of us that we've hidden in the shadows, so that we have our full power to put towards our business, our mission, and our purpose on the planet?
2: I was really inspired by the way you shared so openly on your website and honestly about your marriage. Um, In in some ways that was the main thing that drew me to you was that there was just such a vulnerability and clarity. Um, You said that, you know, I I mean, you offered, (laughs) you know, something that was just very real and saying that your low sense of self was guiding your choices and that you stayed in an abusive marriage for 20 years because you were afraid you couldn't make enough money to take care of your children without your husband. And that was really relatable to me. I mean, even though I I don't have a parallel path, I was never married, I still really identified with that fear of not being enough to make make it alone and especially supporting children. So I think there's a big shame piece here for women and mothers, and at least there was for me. Can you speak into the role that shame plays in keeping us survivors stuck in survival mode?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think shame is probably the biggest thing for um, women and holding them back. It's so interesting because I'm, I'm teaching a um, course on money right now. Um, y'all have to know that women making a lot of money is a huge passion of mine. <laughs> because then we get to be a choice, right? We get to make decisions. We get to change the world and reshape the world in the the feminine energy that honors all beings and all creatures but um i'm i'm teaching this money course right now with a small group and shame came up around money like i'm ashamed to have more money than my neighbors i'm ashamed that i'm not making more money um and so shame keeps us back in so many ways that um I think it's something that we really have to address. And shame does not come from our authentic self. Shame is something that is put upon us by society, by our families, by religion. And it's really put on us to um, contain us, right? Cause man, can you imagine if all these women in the world were fully in their power and running around like being these wild, powerful women,
2: the patriarchy,
0: yeah. <laughs> the old systems, they don't have a chance. Right. And those old systems use shame to control us. Shame comes to protect you from something. Wow. Right? All parts are there for a reason. And the part of you that feels ashamed does it because it wants to protect you from something. Mm-hmm wants to protect you from criticism, wants to protect you from hurting yourself somehow. It's just operating on old childhood rules that no longer exist. So the first thing that I will do with it is actually imagine it as some kind of creature or being. And this is like taken from a book called um, Taming Your Demons, it's this great book. Um, So you picture it as a being or a creature and then you imagine feeding it love, and it's amazing what happens as you begin to feed love to this creature. It just kind of, sometimes it melts away, sometimes it just transforms into something really magical, but you feed it love until it has that transformation. How do you feed it love? Oh, a simple imagine it in front of you, Imagine opening your heart and pouring love into it, and you can actually see it eating the love. And, and, and can you do that with people also that you feel negative vibes with? Oh, absolutely. And when you're in that realm dealing with other people, there are points, like sometimes that shame is not even yours, right? It belongs to somebody else. And What I do then is I send it back. I'm like, okay, you go back. Um, I had a, when I first started this spiritual awakening, I worked with a shaman who is amazing woman. Um, and so she taught me a couple of quick little spells to release energy that doesn't belong to you. So it's basically be gone, be gone, be gone. And you do that three times and just send that energy back to whoever it belongs to. If it's not mine, send it back. And it's a simple question. Uh, shame are how much of you belongs to me. And then you trust yourself. Yeah. 30% of this is yours. 70% belongs to the church you were raised in. Great. I'm just going to send that 70% back. i am be gone, be gone. Now I'm going to take mine. I'm going to give it some love. I'm going to transform it and I'm going to find out what part of me is hiding behind the shame. Mm-hmm. What if More it's
2: often, like your mother or your grandmother?
0: Oh, I send all my mother stuff back to her or <laughs> to, to her. the
2: earth. <laughs> Absolutely to her. To, to your mother or to the mother? <laughs> no, to my my birth mother. She gets her stuff back um,
0: <laughs> because it's, it is actually in her highest and best to deal with
1: yeah. her stuff. And and then there's another part of you that uh, it that also was an evolution here where you're when you started doing your business marketing, I mean, you described yourself as a kick ass business coach. And now here we are in another chapter where right as we opened this, I said, Oh, you describe yourself as a little bit of a witch. And you said, ah, huh? I'm evolved from there. I'm like a whole lot more of a witch. So will you take us from kick ass business coach? To where yeah. you are now, which
0: is a very spiritual, magical, witchy place. That's a really great question. Um, when I started my coaching practice, I was just doing this nice little life coaching thing. And I had a nice little practice. And it was kind of, you know, hobby status. I'd do two clients and go, oh, so exhausted. I need to go shopping. <laughs> it's fine. But my husband had a business, my second husband, not the abusive one, but the, the love of my life, um, had, um, started his own business and he's, um, he's a city planner. So he was in development and, um, 15 years ago, maybe. Yeah. About 15 years ago. Now the housing market crashed and took his business with it. And all of a sudden I had to make money. So I hired a high-end coach which is what you should always do when you have no money is unfreeze a credit card and go get a coach. (laughs) (laughs) Because if I kept doing things the way that I was doing them, nothing was going to change. So I hired a coach. I learned to market like a man. I learned all the formulas. I um, learned how to work 10-hour days. It was exhilarating and exhausting. And I doubled my income within three months. Within nine months, I had tripled my income. Um, and what would happen is I, I marketed myself as the kick-ass biz coach. I was like, rah, rah, we're going to get in. We're going to, and then I would do stuff like I just told you about with my clients where I'd be like, we have to deal with your shame. Let's go inside and feed it love. And and my clients would be like, whoa, that is so different than what I expected. Mm -hmm. So I was actually bringing the work into my business, but I wasn't talking about it anywhere. I wasn't marketing it. I wasn't telling anybody.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, I'm going to jump over some bits of, of the, the story to where I was actually told I had to come out. I had to come out of the closet and share that I do this. And I remember sitting at my computer and sending the first email where I said, some, I'm, I'm going to share something with y'all. Sometimes when I'm on a coaching call, I will pull a tarot card to help me with the coaching. And my husband was sitting across from me at the, the dining room table. I had my computer in front of me and he said, are you sure you really wanna send that? And I said, oh, I have to, right? And I like <laughs> tears pouring down my face and I pushed the button and I said, that's it. I have done it. I have blown up my business. No one, off ever the <laughs> a, just like, I'm gonna have to go get a job at Starbucks. This is <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. <laughs> But what happened was I got more response off that email than I had ever had before. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I got so much love. And what I have learned since then is the more authentic I am Mm -hmm. and the more true I am to my soul's longing. And my soul is longing for magic and money to happen in this world. The more true I am to that, the easier my business is the more fun my business is, I attract the right clients for me. Right. So I'm not struggling with, oh my gosh, I've got to talk to, I don't know,
1: your right.
0: gene so, today. Because it's um, a
1: two-way street. You know, they want to work with you, but you also need to have the positive energy for you to work, want
0: to work with them. And if you're hiding, then you're going to be putting out the wrong energy and attracting the wrong people. Like right. I was attracting people to this persona of Kick-Ass business Coach, when really what I want to do is I want to work with women on how to create authentic marketing that honors their feminine. Now, here's the downside. I have gotten haters. I have Uh, gotten trolls. And when I do, it's, (sighs) I kind of have- That means
1: you're making a difference.
0: I know. I go, I got another troll today. Yahoo. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the more authentically I am myself, the stronger I'm able to stand when that kind of stuff comes at me. Yeah. And and really for women, it really, that is part of the art of feminine marketing. That Mm -hmm. is is really knowing who you are, what your soul's purpose is, and being willing to be really visible in that. Super scary, visible, powerful women In our DNA visible powerful women get burned at the stake Mm -hmm.
2: that's buried in there Mm
0: -hmm. and so
2: and it's also the way to be to lead I know that for me one of my big blocks around money specifically as a white woman is just the the racial inequities of our world Um, and right now you know, especially with this pandemic, um, we're seeing it disproportionately hitting certain communities much harder. Um, I'm reading about many tribal nations around the country and the Bronx and Detroit and New Orleans that are getting totally pummeled by this virus. How, if and how can the feminine way of making profits help or just shifting our paradigm around how we approach making money, like how can, how does that intersect with class and race?
0: Oh, that is such a good question. I have so many thoughts. So let's start with this one on the physical level, the more money I make, the more I'm able to give away, Mm -hmm. you know, the more I'm able to support causes and I'm really careful that I don't just give it away, but that I look for, is this a cause that's actually making a change in the world? Mm-hmm. So like I have for the past, oh my gosh, four or five years, I send an automatic um, pay, uh, payment, automatic donation every, every month to the Unstoppable Foundation. And I do that not because she's building schools, but because she's actually changing communities in Africa for the better. And here's the final thing on a really personal level. When you have a lot of money and you use it um, thoughtfully, use it soulfully, um, you create a really juicy, vibrant life. Mm -hmm. So for you, Mary, you were able to purchase a piece of property. You've been able to um, farm it in the way you want. You put up a couple of Airbnbs, so and I'm like, huh, what did I go to Gainesville for? Yay!
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I might have to have a retreat there someday. <laughs> um, That'd be amazing. <laughs> and what happens, and and you can hear it in your voice, you can see it in your face, because you're doing your work, your vibration is higher,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? If somebody said to you, you have to live in a city, and you have to go to work at Starbucks every day, and you have to ride the subway, you would not be as happy. And your vibration (laughs) would go down, and it would lower the vibration of everybody whose lives you touch, and the planet would be worse. So when you are living that vibrant, juicy, amazing life, that is when we actually can start the healing of the planet. And I think the pandemic is the, the cracking open of that beginning of the healing of the planet. You know, we're all looking at our lives a little differently right now. Yeah, yeah. Totally. We have started that change.
1: Yeah, and, and um, you know I have felt that so strongly from the very beginning that it was you know Mother Nature saying to us, "I can't breathe," you know, and and uh, she was on a respirator, you know, and basically just uh, stood up and 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 screamed and said, "Stop!" It's um, been a, a sacred time. I mean, a mm-hmm. terrible time, but a sacred time. One of the things you talk about, Julie, is the importance of finding um, your tribe. And um, share with us, you've talked a lot about what um, we can do as individuals to to get ourselves to the place we want to be and to be a positive force in the world. But share with us your thoughts about that in terms of not only yourself, but surrounding yourself, finding and surrounding yourself and maybe nurturing yourself with your tribe. Mm
0: Yeah, so I think the tribe is on a couple of different levels. There's the people that you were born to serve. And I, I, I actually totally believe that before we're born, we go, hey, what needs to happen on earth? I'm going to take on this mission for these people. And in that, then you set up your helpers. You set up the people who are going to come here and wound you. Because within the wounding, we develop skills and we develop strengths you set up the people that are going to come to support you you know because we need that support system and part of the discernment is learning to recognize those people um and for me it 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 like i feel in my heart so this is we're taught to think with our heads to decide with our heads you know uh, throw that out the window nobody should make, be making a decision with your head your head is only for gathering data and storing data. But your body is designed to help you with decision-making. It's to help you um, identify and connect with your tribe. Even when I'm doing sales calls, you know, I'm noticing, am I opening and leaning into this person or am I leaning back, you know? Um, pay attention to that. And pay attention to your body saying, yes, this is a yes for you, this is a no. Um, some people it's the gut, you can also use the pussy. Um, all those. <laughs> she'll talk. <laughs> she'll talk. Oh my gosh! I chose my bathroom mirrors based on the tingling. So you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Another podcast. <laughs> yeah, that- yeah, and she'll help you find your tribe.
2: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Totally. When I was a young woman in my twenties and as a teenager, I, um, I, I felt a serious. I didn't have my tribe. I didn't know who my role models were. Actually, part of my intro that I wrote earlier is that Anne, who I called a j was was like my childhood buddy and someone I really looked to as a role model. But there weren't a lot of women in my life that I could look to as a role model and and I struggled a lot um and I really like dealt with a lot of debilitating poverty you know in my mind as well as in my life, and I just was wondering what what nugget of wisdom you would have to give to, you know, teenagers or young women that are, that are really suffering right now.
0: Yeah, um, I think that's really, um, that's really a tough one. Um, what I would say to them is number one, the struggles that you're going through are actually the, the deepest lessons you'll have in your life. Like to mark this time as the learning, Because the skills that you're learning, going through those struggles, it's like you have to go through the fire. And those are the skills that you're going to use to serve your people in the future. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell them that they're not alone. Because they have their future self cheering them on. They have the future you. There's a great quote at the end of e Pray, Love. Um, where she talks about this, like that there was someone there the whole time for her, and she's arrived at that person. So that that person that you will become is actually there for you, and you are never, ever, ever truly alone. Um, Powerful. I think I'll stop there. Yeah.
1: That is so powerful. Um, You know, I I think that I'm going to mention something here that you have triggered in me as we wrap this up. And that is, is that, you know, for me, uh, one very special person who is always there for me and has always been a tremendous source of strength for me uh, has been my sister, Mary. Mm. And Mary, uh, my niece, is named after her. And uh, we lost my sister, Mary when she was 22 years old. And uh, she committed suicide. And, um, and, and that's obviously a deep, deep, deep wound in my life. But it has also been, just as you said, Julie, the greatest source of inspiration in my entire life. Mary is the fire in my belly. So this has been a fantastic conversation. Uh, thank you so much. For being with us, Julie Fouch, and for the um, fantastic work that you're doing, um, uh, you are a kick-ass marketing, business, and life coach. Uh, I love the fact that you're you you openly call yourself not just a bit of a witch, but a powerful witch. And um, you know, you um, you definitely um, share the, the the passion that I have for powering up women so thank you so much for sharing your um, wisdom with us
0: thank you for having me it's really been fun yeah okay all right
1: well everyone uh thank you for joining us uh i'm ann doyle i'm mary doyle (laughs) there you go and uh let's all go
2: power up power up
1: Thanks for joining us at Powering Up, everyone. We hope you'll subscribe and share us with your network. And I would love to hear from you through the Powering Up Women Facebook page or at Andoyle LDR on Twitter. And remember, power is the currency for getting things done. Claim yours and put it to work.